Yo, 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 welcome back to the MFM podcast, where we believe that you, the listener, and everybody else out there are made for more than what the world says, made through Christ has called you to become. Now, Jonathan, what do you mean who Christ has called me to become? How do I know who Christ has called me to become? That's a fantastic question. I'm so glad you asked. You know who Christ has called you to become by getting into the word. But Jonathan, the word makes zero sense. I get lost in the sauce every single time I open it up. Yo, I relate. It is mad confusing. Like, makes not much sense. So how do I get it to make more sense than Jonathan? That's a great question. Wow, here's how you do it. You have somebody teach you. The, the Bible calls us into mentorship, and we get that by seeking it out. Very rarely does a mentor knock down your door saying, I want to pour into your life. <laughs> that hardly ever happens. It's people who desire to grow to be knocking down your door and say, help me grow. I'm spiritually not as smart as you. Pour into me. And that person say, I also am spiritually pretty stupid. I don't know. <laughs> but we're going to figure it out together by diving in the word. I love Timothy. But Timothy grew spiritually because he had Paul. And everybody knows Paul. He's like the OG gangster of the New Testament. Like my man was once saw he was killing Christians. And then he said, whoa, I love you, God. Now I'm going to go impact the world for Christ. And he poured into Timothy. Now Timothy went forth and did great things. So I'm about to pass the mic over to Kirsten. And she's going to intro two of our favorite people that are here at the table with mics in front of their face. As we're going to seek some of their wisdom because they're pretty smart. They're, I would venture to say they're probably smarter than me. And so I'm excited for what we're going to learn. So Kirsten. Hello. You're having such a good one-on-one -on -one conversation with yourself. I was like, I don't, I don't know if we'll get to talk today. This is going really well. But you're right. I like how you said that mentorship is often sought out. It's hardly ever offered. Mm -hmm. Now, granted, I have had one lady offer mentorship, but she was already mentoring me in a way. And so she was just like, hey, if you want someone else to mentor you, feel free to say it doesn't have to be me and so i very much appreciated miss adonna for saying that but any person that has poured into me which i didn't seek out mentorship until i was around 24 i think and so i was a lot older and i realized wow like you said my parents were great at mentoring me but it was so helpful getting a non-biased adult pouring into my life that loved jesus and so i sought out my first mentor kelly who poured into me even when i was at college we would facetime every week or every other week, and she would just pour into me consistently. And so with that, too, I have two girls that I met through K-Life, but they're doing it right. They have reached out. They have requested being poured into it, and they've also stayed consistent in that And because that's often sometimes where you see people struggle. You start out real strong, and then life happens, and it's easy to kind of let that fall away, but they've stayed consistent through sports, through school, through the summer, through just crazy schedules. And so we do have them here. I won't intro them. I'll let them intro themselves. But in just saying it's cool to see the effect someone's poured into me and helped me grow in my relationship with the Lord. And then I'm not smart either, but it's just, that's how mentorship works. It's just sharing what you know that maybe someone else doesn't know yet. And it's just the passing on of wisdom that's been passed on through the generations. Yeah, so with introing yourself, really quick, rock, paper, scissors, like right now, see who goes first. Boom. Okay. So since you won, <laughs> okay. you can go first. And with going, tell us how long you've been like a faithful believer. Not the kind of believer that rides on their parents' coattails into heaven, but how long have you yourself chose to follow Jesus? Hey, it's Brenna. And I've been a strong, faithful believer for about a year and a half. 
and before that I was just kind of going to church with my family but about a year and a half ago I really realized that this was a relationship I needed to do for myself so mm, I love that hey guys I'm Addison and I have been a faithful believer of Jesus ever since I got baptized Easter 2021 shout out shout out yes best day <laughs> and so yeah up until then I went to church with my parents but whenever I got baptized and chose that for myself it wasn't my parents religion it wasn't what we just did on Sunday like a hobby mm -hmm. or just a to-do list check off it was just something that I looked forward to and gladly went to just because I love Jesus a lot so. come on I love that well with as we're talking about mentorship which is going to transition to us or transition us into or talking about why like y'all are in high school y'all got Netflix shows to watch and friends to hang out with and tennis to play what makes y'all desire to reach out to Kirsten saying hey can we pull up and meet and just dive into the word like why do y'all choose that because that, that takes out of your day. you got other things to do. Well, just from, I think, falling into sin, um, just knowing that when I have Jesus Christ in my life, that it feels so much more full. And so when I meet with Kiki or Addison and we do a group, I know I'm learning a lot more about him and how I can grow and just leave a live a more like, eternity-focused life. And that Ooh. just makes <laughs> me like have a lot more hope in life. I love that. So you said live an eternity focused life. First of all, that's a bar. Put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> Thank but you. I, I think it's so important because we often just have, we're very self-focused and like what's the next step? What's the next thing? What's the world thinking? But instead you gotta totally change your perspective because there's always gonna be those distractions. And I love this, like this thought of Peter walking on water and you know like he didn't he didn't walk on the water he walked on a word of the lord he said come and so he went so he walked on the word can i get an amen church no but <laughs> so god said come and he had his eyes focused on jesus he was eternity focused heavenly focused walking just fine did the storm stop and miss him walking no the storm was very much still raging but it's it's so so easy to take your eyes off of eternity because there it's there's a whole storm we are living in the world the world that is very much anti-jesus and so you are constantly walking in a storm and if you don't keep your eyes eternity focused it's so easy to get wiped out by a wave of man i don't feel like i look good enough i'm not popping if i'm not wearing the right clothes or whatever it may be or the, the world's saying i gotta have sex before i'm married or i'm not cool enough or blah 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 i can't date because i gotta do this or if you're not at this party you're not drinking you're not cool and so it's easy to get wiped out by those waves so what is it I'm going to pass the torch to Addison. Like, how do you stay eternity focused despite the waves of the world saying, you got to do this or you're not cool enough and you can't be in our friend group? Like, what is it for you? I think the plans that he has for me is so much better than any plan or desire that I have. Um, and so I just, I always think about like, he wore my sin, I'll gladly wear his name. And so, <laughs> and so if he was to do that, like I should never be ashamed to wear his name and walk out in faith with him. So that's uh, just what I think about. That's good. That is. <laughs> Say that. Huh. We'll just end it there. Honestly, it's like, okay. But I think too, you often say this where it's like the, the cool factor. I think one thing that got to me in high school and young adult stage in my life 
that kind of like pushed me into doing whatever I wanted was I got so tired of hearing like the kind of the mocking of it like oh Kiki's just a goody goody she would never do that or oh she's a pastor's kid like she wouldn't understand and and people just kind of in a sense I hate even using like the persecution of you know first world problems kind of thing but you kind of just get worn down like you said the waves of the world just getting constantly having that kind of just like I'm tired of hearing that you know like I can do sin too you know like (laughs) I sin all the time but then other people are like that's baby sin compared to other things and so then once again kind of just constantly hearing that that mocking of going like oh well you wouldn't get it because you love Jesus and so I feel like that's sometimes a pull as well in high school where maybe you're not getting the you're not gonna be cool if you don't do this even though that's how we might internally feel but we hear the verbal oh well they're just you know miss goody two shoes she would never do that and so that's where it kind of gets that constant berating that you're feeling where that wears you down in life so this podcast today is going to be for all of my listeners i get a wide variety of listeners from the 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 young teens the older teens the 20s 30s 40s and parents but i think this can be very applicable to anybody because number one for the teenagers and for those who who are still young and unmarried and so on and so forth, this is very applicable for you because it's struggles that you relate with that hopefully we can help you anchor back onto the truth of the word to help fight back the lies of Satan and for the parents to kind of have a better understanding of what your kids are going through. So it kind of gives you that insight of what struggles your kids face when they spend eight hours a day plus if they're in sports like 10, 11 hours a day at a place where that parent isn't present and ultimately where the word of the Lord is not glorified and they spend that five days a week and how much time do they actually spend at home? So then the parents are not really in connect with what's really going on. So I'm going to invite y'all into an opportunity, Addison and Brenda, to be a little vulnerable, if that's okay with you. So mm-hmm. is that thumbs, yep, get thumbs yes, up? Yes. Okay, great. So I'm going to ask you this kind of personal question. Okay. All right. So what kind of sin struggles do y'all get tempted with whenever y'all are spending eight plus hours a day in a place that Christ isn't glorified, what pressures do y'all personally feel at school? I feel like the number one at school is that there's just so many people you're constantly hang, hanging out with. And so a lot of people like to start drama and talk about people. Mm. And so trying to not participate in what they're saying about that person or you starting something is probably one of my number one struggles at school is just having to tell myself that's not like christ-like i need to step away and not do that mm-hmm. that's good addison anything to add to that i would say basically what brenna says i mean drama and talking negatively about people whenever they're not around or just in general is just something that is super difficult especially when you're surrounded by people who treat that like it's a norm and mm-hmm. so I don't know. I think just staying strong in what we believe in and who we believe in mm-hmm. is something to really keep in mind whenever we're surrounded by so much drama. Now, I'm going to take it a step further. So, you're at school, but further than that, this world is seeking to disciple you. Now, you often hear discipleship as a good thing. Like, yeah, discipleship, you're learning about Jesus. But discipleship can be so much more than that. Discipleship is what you are constantly soaking in to then become a product of it. So Netflix disciples you, music disciples you, social media disciples you because you are constantly soaking yourself in that 
to then become a product of that. And so with the TV shows and the movies and the music, what kind of pressures does that feed you into having a temptation to fall into X, Y, and or Z? As a younger believer, someone who is trying to please the Lord, but yet feel pressures from the world to do certain things. Well, I think watching like those movies, listening to that music, it just further lets your mind think that it's normal and that you need Mm -hmm. to be doing that. Which it's probably not Christ-like if you think it's, if you don't know, Mm because if it is Christ-like, then it's probably glorifying him. But yeah, it just makes you think that it's okay and to you're going to fall into that sin. Yeah. Right. I think, I don't know, I always think back to what I heard from someone who spoke at FCA and they were talking about, I think it was in 1 Samuel, David was playing a harp mm-hmm. and it, it was just the sound of music, no words or anything, and the evil spirits left. And so mm-hmm. I think back to like music and say I just want to listen to a rap song for the beat or something like just the sound of the music is influential not Mm. just the words and so i think everything that we watch we see we hear is influential in some type of way so i want to fill myself with things that will just kind of give me the desire to know the lord better instead of follow sin you know no that's good yeah because anything and everything is either for you or against you. And I think that's so important to have that, like that realization that these movies, TV shows, music just normalizes that sin culture. And the more you soak in that, the more you're kind of like, eh, like it's, it's just this, but the reality of it is this Satan does not come to you with chains and say, Hey, can I bound you up in these? Because you'd be like, nah, dog, you crazy. That looks, I don't want to do that. Like, <laughs> no, but what Satan does come to you, he comes to you with a link and he says, hey, do you want to compromise just right here? You know, it's just, it's just one rap song. It just has a couple of F words in it. Like, yeah. it's not that mm-hmm. deep. And then you're like, you know what, Satan? You kind of right. It ain't that big of a deal. The beat is sick. I'm like, come on, I'll bump it. Mm-hmm. And so then you take a chain or to take a little link. And then you're with your friends and they're talking bad about somebody behind their back and making fun of somebody. And you're the only one there that isn't, and they'll kind of look at you waiting for you to chime in, and then Satan right there with an opportunity saying, hey, is it really that big of a deal? Like, just so, it's, yeah, and so then boom, another link, and then another link, and then six months down the road, all those small little compromises bring about the big demise, and then you're thinking, holy cow, how did I ever get here? Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna read the scripture from Second Timothy, and I, it's gonna par up, what we're going to be diving into. So Timothy, my man, he was discipled by Paul. And so just like Kirsten spends time discipling these girls and these girls spend time being discipled by the word, by getting in to the word of the Lord themselves. We're going to read from second Timothy, second Timothy two, one. I'm going to read through three. Oh, sorry. Through four. It says, you then my child be strengthened by the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And what you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses entrust to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. Share in suffering as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. No soldier gets entangled in civilian pursuits since his aim is to please the one who enlists him. Now, first of all, that's bars. I'm going to unpack that very brief. You, then my child, be strengthened by the grace that's in Christ Jesus. So, because Timothy's 
pastoring the church of Ephesus and they're following this, the sin of the goddess of Artemis and they're wanting just to have sex outside of marriage and do a whole lot of bad things. And so Timothy's trying to preach to these people, but he's struggling and Paul's saying, hey, be strengthened, have the strength, but it's not just your strength, it's not just your biceps, it's the strength that is in the grace of the Lord because his grace is a strength for you, but now you'll only get that grace by spending time in Christ Jesus, which take it's a verb, it's an action, you got to get in him. Well, how do you get in Christ Jesus? He's not physically here. Well, I mean, John 1, 1, in the beginning was the word, the word is with God, the word was God. So if you want to get in Christ Jesus, you get in the word. The word's a little difficult to understand, so you have a, somebody who disciples you. Now, he's saying, now what you've heard from me, because Paul has spent time teaching Timothy, he's saying what you've heard from me, entrust to other faithful men who'll be able to teach others also. So like Kirsten is pouring into you because y'all are faithful women, and now the call is for y'all to go forth and to what? Share the gospel with others. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that's what Paul is saying to Timothy because he, he, he gives this mental picture. He says, share in suffering as a good soldier. Because, I mean, it's gonna, you're going to suffer because now it's not so much like a suffering you're getting beat and you're dehydrated and you can't eat anything. It's not like that kind of suffering. But you're going to suffer in the flesh because all your friends, you know, they're talking about how awesome that party was. Now everybody got drunk and you should have been there. Or you're going to be the awkward one out not gossiping. And so you're going to suffer in that way. But he says, share in the suffering as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. Like, you're, you're called into battle as a believer. Christianity is not a spectator sport. It takes action. <clears throat> and so... No soldier gets entangled in civilian pursuits since his aim is to please the one who enlisted him. And now it's best said like this. Do you commonly find yourself enjoying and entangling yourself in the things that Christ died for? And a lot of the people, a lot of people in the world do. They get entangled and entertained in the things Christ died for. What did Christ die for? Man, Christ died for gossip. Because that takes you to hell. Man, Christ died for sex before marriage. Christ died before, but Christ died for drunkenness. Christ died for all these things in so much of the world. And teenagers get entangled and entertain themselves and find joy in these things which Christ died for. Now, I'm going to flip it back onto you guys. So, number one, how do you constantly daily get strengthened by this grace that's in christ jesus we're gonna kind of let this verse teach us through as we talk about this verse verse by verse so for y'all where's that grace found in In, god yeah in god so how do y'all get in christ daily and be honest do you get in christ daily and it's okay to be like i mean maybe three times a week but what's it look like for y'all as teenagers have very busy schedules to get in christ daily so on the my phone because i have it with me all the time i I feel like every teenager does and (laughs) so i just open my bible app and there's this daily verse with a daily video and so i always read that watch the video and they have a little devotional in it and so anytime i have five minutes maybe 10 minutes or less i just open that up and try to have some prayer time with god as i'm trying to dive into that so that's good. Addison, what about you? I get in Christ daily by just the simple things like waking up and thanking him for this day that he has made and just listening to worship music from my house to tennis, like whatever it is, just kind of getting my mindset on that. And I don't know, I also just, I 
I've gotten to the point where I kind of long to read my Bible and I want to dive in the word. Mm. And so it's become a lot easier. At first it was difficult and I had to fit that into my schedule. But I think once you get it started and once you just dive in and find a good spot, even if it's something hard to understand, whatever it is in the Bible, um, I don't know. It just gives a lot of peace after you read for sure. Wait, um, could I? Yeah, say, no, okay. no, go, go. And I was going to say, she said that, or Addison was like, it gets easier. And it does get easier as you're, as you continue your relationship with him because he, God reply or he gives you such knowledge and like wisdom with all, every time you read. So then you're just wanting to seek out more knowledge and more wisdom to know more about him and just how to live a more joyous life. No, that's good. Mm-hmm. And I was even thinking too, like as we went into this podcast, the verse that was sticking out to me was Romans 12 two, where it says, don't be conformed by the patterns of the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And I feel like that echoes what y'all are saying yeah. from that standpoint. The more you're in Christ Jesus, the more you rotate your heart to the things of Jesus, the more you don't desire others. Because honestly, I was thinking that too when we were talking about earlier, the temptations, how it's easy, sin is subtle, and that's the most dangerous sin to fall into is that subtle sin. But that's honestly how it's a good test to figure out if the things you're engaging in are of the Lord is to go without them and fill your minds with things of Jesus, conform and transform your mind to the things of Jesus. Because I remember I went back I don't have any more, but I went back one time in Spotify to like my playlist of 2017, 2018, 2019. And there were some that I was like, oh my gosh, like I can't believe like every song has an E beside it, you know, and every, mm-hmm. and, and that affected the way I live my life. Like it came out in the way I spoke, it came out in the way I acted, it came out in the friends I hung out with. And so now it's like, I listen to a lot of podcasts or worship music. And it's not to say I don't listen to others, but it's funny how if I turn on quote unquote secular music, there's this, like I'll listen to it for a little bit, but I'm kind of like, eh, like it just doesn't really please you as much as it does. Like y'all say, the more you listen to worship music, the more you spend time in the word. It's not to say I never listen or read anything else. No, that's not what I'm saying. But you find that like you guys were saying, you kind of long to flip back to worship music. You kind of long to get back into the word or to read books that teach you and train you of what it is to live a life that glorifies Christ. Yeah, and I love y'all's answers because they were simple. They weren't some extravagant, well, I wake up two hours before <laughs> school to dive in for a half hour. No, because that's a lie that Satan comes at us with. Like, if you're not going to spend an hour, it's worthless. It's like, no, two minutes is worth it because it's truth. And it's the only truth you're going to get for the rest of the day because all you're going to battle is lies. And so it's simple, but it is so important. So I love that. I love y'all's answers. Now, to step into what, what verse 2 says and what you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses entrust to faithful men who be able to teach others also. So what's it look like for y'all? Like, you know, y'all are still young, but a call of Christ is to go forth and share him. So what's it look like for y'all to share the the, 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 the truth and the love of Jesus in your daily life? Because ultimately you are walking constantly around a lot of non-believers and 99% of non-believers are going to read a Christian before they read a Bible. So what ways do you live at school or at practice or wherever that is able to share the love of God? I think just like what you said, um, people read a Christian before they read the Bible. And so I don't know. I just think about sports school and how I treat others is 
reflecting who God is a little bit because if I say that I believe in God, I say I live my life for God, but my life doesn't look like it, then why is anybody else going to want to follow God if I'm living the same way that they are? And so just the simple things, like if somebody cheats me in tennis, like it's okay. Like (laughs) it's okay. It's fine. Not like come out at them with anger. Just like the simple little things that people might do to you, you want to treat them with kindness and how God would do it. I love that. Yeah. Uh, and going off of what she said, if like I come across a circumstance and I just get really angry or um, someone says something really mean to me, it's how I respond and that's how I need to reflect that I'm following Christ and I need to act like him because once, yeah, if I claim that I'm a Christian, I need to act as how Jesus would mm-hmm. or with patience and things that me alone couldn't give or show no that's good now now we're getting in the meat of it are you ready for this this is gonna be the hard (laughs) part (laughs) they're like no i'm not ready i think i got a phone call i gotta leave (laughs) no so this story of the soldier and how a good soldier's not getting tangled in civilian pursuits which i mean civilian pursuits is the things of this world and i'm gonna ask this question i'm gonna answer it myself I, you know, vulnerability breeds vulnerability. And so I just want this to be a real authentic podcast because again, it's about being made for more. And a lot of times that battle of being made for more is realizing that you're made for more than what sin has to offer and the lies of the world. We're made for more than that. We're made for who Christ has called us to become and Christ does not call us into sin. Christ calls us into holiness, not happiness. Because where we find holiness, we'll find joy, which is eternal, where happiness is circumstantial. So do you commonly find yourself being entangled in the things that Christ died for. I mean, yes, I do. I, I'm sorry, I like to sin because sin is tempting. I'm not going to sit here and tell you, no, I'm perfect. Yeah, I work at a ministry. Like, I, I never sin because that would be a lie and then it's sin again. So now I'm like double dosing with sin. I'm trying to lie and hide and now I'm just double sinning because sin's out there and sin is tempting and it's going to always be a struggle for me. So I have roadblocks in place. Like, you know, to be real and be honest, like the whole world is an oyster for an opportunity for you to walk in the flesh. And so what kind of roadblocks do you have set up? For me, I've got guys in my life that I constantly report to. And I say, hey, this is what I'm struggling with this week. Like I'm struggling with looking at myself and liking how I look, or I'm struggling with X, Y, and Z. I'm struggling with getting drunk. That's not true. I don't actually, but this is the, the point of the matter. But the reality of it is, to be completely honest, you go to a gym and I'm a guy and there's opposite sexes there. And what are you doing to fight the battle of lust and temptation there? Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to remove myself from a situation to where I could potentially stumble. Because people are out there being dirty girls. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. So, number one... Yeah, and vice versa. We got them hoe boys out there with, 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 with low-cut tees. I'm like, bro, what are you doing? Have self-respect and respect women. Like, so, but the reality of it is, like, what do I do? I, I mean, I will purposely move, maneuver myself, so that's not an option for a stumbling block. But then at the same point, I let other guys in. I let other guys know. And for the thing, I can sit and watch TV all day long. I'm not going to lie to you. I really do enjoy Netflix. And so I limit that. And I've taken steps and actions of deleting social media because it's a time waster. And purposely stopping watching TV because I can sit there all day long and watch it. And so I remove it and I confess. And so, yes, I do get entangled with sin because it's fun. 
But then I get in the word and I remember, man, yeah, we're going to stumble, but there's grace for that. And there's strength in his grace to not continue to walk into that. But ultimately, whenever I do stumble and fall, because Brenna, you said like, I used to really struggle with the, to a sin. I don't know what that means for you, but now how do you, because it's not an antidote. Like I love Jesus. I'm never going to start with sin again. No, I'm, I, I'm guaranteed. Like I will bet money that those sins you used to walk in, whatever it may be, you probably still struggle with the temptation to walk in them now. Yeah. Or no? Is it just completely gone? Because if it is, that's awesome. <laughs> but I, I would I would venture to say maybe maybe it's still a struggle, but you have hope because now you have eternity on your mind, so you don't have a desire to fall into that. But then being open and honest and talking about it with if it's Kirsten or whoever, because one accountability and where there's confession, there's healing. Forgiveness happened in on the cross. When when you said he wore my sin, I'll wear his name. I'm like, bro, that's a bar. <laughs> but that, 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 that's that right there is when forgiveness happened. Mm-hmm. But healing didn't happen there. Healing happens in confession, which First John says. So if you want to be healed from the power of sin, you confess the temptation of sin. Mm-hmm. So what's it look like for y'all in y'all's walk to constantly fight the battle of being entangled in the pressures of sin? Because it's tempting. How do y'all do it? Um. So I just always go back to the word and try to open my Bible because I know if I'm feeling in ways that are not good, then I'm not in the word enough and I'm not fearing the Lord enough because if I'm thinking, oh, this person said something mean to me, I don't want to love them and be Christ-like towards them, then I need to rethink what would Jesus do and that he would still love them even if they were not kind to me and so so i just open the word open the word because those lies that are coming at you can step back on that truth because ultimately we we live in a look at me culture through social media and through just like people are people judge by how they look and what they wear and what they drive and so and how good their grades are i think is so dumb but people really do that (laughs) and it's very much a look at me culture and then that right there is that is, is pride which pride is the root of all sin and so it's coming to humbling yourself. And part of getting in the word is humbling yourself. And so you're just doing a daily practice of humbling yourself. Instead of, a, hey, look at me. It's a, hey, I'm going to go and look at God. And so I love that, Brenna. I think something that I do is I would just say, like, take myself out of situations that I know aren't glorifying the Lord or not go hang out with these people because I know that nothing they say will influence me in the right way. It'll influence me to fall into sin more. And I also, social media is something that I struggle with, like being on it too much or just like thinking about it too much. And so I've taken several cleanses and deleted it and like tried to really step back, uh, talk to God more, read my Bible, just kind of like get my mind off of everything that has to do with social media because that is just so worldly and nothing on social media really gives purpose. I mean, there's some like Bible verses, blah, blah, blah. But like (laughs) the main picture is just like people, likes, comments. And so just deleting that, taking a step back was really big for me for sure. I love that. So to wrap us up, I'm gonna ask one question. And I think this is the most important question because understanding love is what keeps you connected. Like like a marriage, man, if they're constantly diving into love, they're never going to struggle with loving each other. Yeah, like with wanting to be around them. I love Kirsten and reminding myself of why I love her and what it is I love about her keeps me coming back to her. And so what about Jesus and what about God? Like what do you love 
about him? What is it about him that keeps you coming back to him? Because ultimately, like the biggest reason people don't follow God is because they don't either they don't think he's real or they don't think he's worth being loved. Because if they heard about him and they know these things are true, why would they not follow him? Because they don't think he's a good loving God? Potentially. So what is it about God that you love so much that keeps you returning to his truth and his presence? His grace is what keeps me coming back because I know if I sin or if I mess up that no matter what I did, he's still going to love me. At, at the end of the day, like I can always go back and pray to him or just confess what I've done and he'll be like, okay. And like, he's like, um, he's my father. Like I'm his child. He's going to love me forever. And so yeah, just the grace that he gives me when I mess up is what constantly keeps me coming back to him mm. every time. So. Come on, Addison. I just really, I really think about his love for us. And I just think like if he was really willing to die on the cross for our sins, rise from an empty grave and like prepare a place beyond the grave for us, like that just shows how much he loves us. And for us to continue to fall short of his glory and continue to sin, continue to be unkind, unfaithful, whatever it is, but he still gives life, a better life than we could ever imagine. That just shows like how good he is. And just, that's just why I follow the Lord. Like he's faithful, he's good, and he'll never fail no matter what we do, no matter what we say. And so I don't know, he's just awesome. And so I'm thankful for who he is. Yeah. Like, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son. Mm-hmm. No, it's not like so God so loved the Christians that he gave his only son. No, like God so loved the world. And what is the world? We're never like we're talking about worldliness and godliness. The worldliness is the sin. Those who fall into their fleshly desires. And God so loved them. He so desired the sinners who are selfish he desired them to be in his presence so much so he sent his only son. And so, wow, we can look at that and we can hear that and think, this does not matter what I've done. My past does not disqualify me from walking out God. And despite becoming a Christian, still having stumbled in sin that I thought I was way far ahead and never would stumble again, that does not disqualify me from the love of Christ and I think Peter makes that very clear. He was called by Christ to be the rock of the church, and yet Peter went and denied Christ three times. And then Christ <laughs> forgave him, and he went and did awesome ministry. So he very much is a clear picture that no matter what you've done in the past or what you're going to do in the future will not disqualify you from God. So if I could just leave y'all with encouraging you guys as young believers who are in high school and you're going to go into college, which is probably going to be the most temptation-filled time of your whole entire life, mm-hmm. if I could encourage y'all with anything out of love from the scripture it's that number one god so loved you in your sin not now that you're perfect and you do good works that's not that that's not when god loved you god loved you in your sin so much so he sent his only son to die for you so you could have communion with him and now that grace was not just good enough for your past sins that grace like you were talking about brenna is good enough for your future sins and nothing you could ever do can ever disqualify you from walking in the calling that Christ has placed on your life. So don't get caught up in that lie because Satan's going to lie to you. He did to me. 
man, I'll tell you what, I did some dumb stuff. I'll be honest, I was in Christ and I chose to get drunk and I shouldn't have done that. And I was like, man, now God can't forgive me for that. Like I am ruined. Like I'll just, you know what, it'll be all right. Like God will love me and I'll go to heaven, but now I cannot do ministry any longer because I'm a flop. And it's like, I struggle with that lie and that that's a lie and it held me back from walking in ministry for a short season of my life. Don't believe that lie that, something can disqualify you from the calling that God's placed on your life. God loves you and he has a plan for you. And for the listeners, God loves you, he has a plan for you <laughs> and nothing you could ever do will disqualify you from that. Mm-hmm. But Satan's going to try to tell you that it will. And that's bull crap. So load the clip and spread the script. <laughs> the truth of the word, blast Satan with it. With all yes. the lies that are coming at you. Anything to add to that, Kirsten? Not really. It's a good wrap up. <laughs> I'm just sure you're nodding behind, behind the mic, but... Honestly, I'm proud of you too. I'm proud of how you guys love Jesus so well. And I'm proud of how you show that to others too. Because even though you may not feel like others see it, it's very evident. And so, and if someone that doesn't get to see you 24-7 still sees it when I do interact with you, that's huge. And so, happy you guys are here on the podcast. Thank you. Uh, Thank you for having us. Yes, of course. Y'all are awesome. (laughs) So with that being said, peace out. See you next week. And for y'all, I'll be back on this back Y'all are incredible. So proud of y'all. Sup, sup, sup. See you.